Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Space Road Podcast. This is the first episode I'm doing about space exploration and I'm personally most excited about this particular industry to see how it evolves and how uh, it changes our future. Today we have uh, Jayesh Khatri with us. Jayesh is a finance professional uh, with more than 18 years of experience working with different companies. And he is also an angel investor who has invested in space tech companies uh, in India. And finally, he has also been learning about cryptocurrencies for the past two years. So a lot of synergies there. And uh, it was a great uh, conversation that I had with him. We talked about Elon Musk companies and how uh, they are bringing in the change uh, in our society, why uh, it matters and how it impacts uh, our lives in the long term. Uh, then we moved on to talking about the space uh, industry overview uh, here in India, how it has been uh, evolving for the past few years, uh, different types of uh, startups that have uh, popped up in the past few years and uh, how they are trying to solve different problems related to the space economy. And then finally, we also talked about Jayesh's journey of uh, starting with cryptocurrencies and why it matters and how it can uh, you know, uh, help us solve a lot of problems in the future. I hope you uh, enjoy this conversation and uh, let's get started. Hello, Jesh. Uh, welcome to the Space Road Podcast. Um, thank you for uh, being here. Uh, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me, Chetan, here. And uh, a little nervous, but at the same time, excited to talk to you, chat, uh, chat. have a good, uh, looking forward for a good evening. Yeah, I hope I make you comfortable and we have a good discussion. Uh, so let us start with uh, you telling us a bit about uh, uh, your uh, uh, background, like uh, educational background and professional background, or a brief introduction, and then uh, probably uh, we get into uh, more specific questions. Yeah, uh, I am a born, brought up, uh, you know, in Ahmedabad. I'm a Guju. Uh, Friends were all Marwadis, born brought up with Gujaratis, and I'm a Sindhi. So that cocktail for business, finance and business. Uh, then moved to a head office role in uh, Gurgaon with a big uh, uh, elect- electronics company. And then since the last eight years, I am in Bangalore in uh, Lenovo, handling the credit risk and treasury function for uh, Lenovo and Motorola. Okay. So that's it for me. Okay. So you are basically uh, working in their finance department. Is that right to say? Correct. Correct. So uh, throughout your professional career, you have always been into finance uh, or you have like touched on different departments in the past? So, so yes. So uh, I have 18 years of experience and all these uh, period I was in uh, finance. Within finance, different uh, departments like commercial, or business finance and now in credit risk and okay. supporting the treasury function yeah so but okay. a whole core finance guy i mean yeah that's uh, very uh, great to know that you are uh, like 18 years of experience and you are still the reason we are here is that because you are uh, still exploring new things uh, you are learning new things you are being active uh, on linkedin um, and uh, interacting with different people and that's how we connected uh, and that is the reason we are here to, uh, today. Um, so I want to start off with, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the common connection that we have and then probably uh, get into other things. So um, we connected on LinkedIn through uh, some of uh, uh, our interaction on a post about um, uh, SpaceX, about Tesla, about Elon Musk. And uh, then we had a chat uh, as well. And we realized that... Um, you are also like following Elon Musk and you are like, uh, admire him. You, he inspires you. And the same is case with me as well. Uh, it's like today, uh, since like he's the richest person in the world, everybody knows, uh, who Elon Musk is and what his companies are, but there are like very few people who, uh, look beyond the mainstream media news and, uh, try to understand, uh, what really is happening, how things are changing, 
and uh, why it matters yeah i mean uh, tell me a bit about like how your journey started when did you discovered uh, uh, his companies uh, these companies and um, how you and since when you are like following it or how how your experience has been elon musk everybody knows i also knew uh, as a you know um, big valuation guy and all but since last two three years that's when i really you know became a fan of his okay not only i became a fan of it uh, because you know my 10 year old son also became a fan of his you know um, yeah. the kind of experiments that was he doing the kind of industries that he was leading uh, not only uh, you know he was inventing a industry mm-hmm. and trying out those things that nobody thought actually so my son tells me that he is the real iron man yeah that's uh, true you know, the real inventor actually yeah and uh, i can still remember the impression that he you know on his face when the his rocket came back and landed on a strip yeah uh, completed a mission in low orbit uh, you know installed the satellites came back and landed on a small helipad or something pad and his yeah. expression was uh, you know is this possible and that's what he is being doing so yeah we became a fan and uh, not so basically your more. son led you to exploring more about elon uh, yeah i was already a fan but when i was seeing some videos and he also you know caught on to the uh, things actually okay that is this possible and then of course the tesla cars how i how iconic those cars were and you know the future of electric vehicles and so that we the s as 3xy ranges of cars that you know he saw or you know we saw that was pretty iconic okay so i have prepared a you know chart also uh, which i will post in linkedin in few, a few time what is the elon musk universe correct what he is trying to do sure. uh, ranging from uh, ranging from his uh, boring company where he is trying to revolutionize uh, transportation or mm-hmm. colonize mars or uh, you know control our minds to ai neuralink yeah he is trying to do everything actually so yeah said my rebel sure yeah um, i mean it's uh, if you really if you just want to understand what all different uh, industries that he is involved in and what all at what all different levels i mean it would uh, it needs a significant amount of time and energy to you know really uh, have a grasp of what actually is happening um yeah. for myself i mean i have been like uh, i first uh, discovered i mean i have heard of heard of his name before as well but i first discovered him back in 2015 uh, i think this was uh, uh, he had tweeted something i mean uh, as usual and uh, that led to tesla stock price uh, rising uh, significantly uh, at that time uh not like the rise we have uh, like in 2020 or 2021 but uh, back in 2015 and one of my friend um, like read that article and he said to me uh, see i mean this guy tweeted and the stock went up and uh, then i was like who is this guy let me just uh, uh, searching on the internet and um, and the first time i searched about him i mean it's like i have never stopped uh, since that moment because it's a rabbit hole you get into it like one after the other one after the other and um, and 2015 is the same time when uh, uh, elon musk's biography by ashley vance uh, also came out uh, so i mean i uh, i bought the book i mean first in first few days i read it and like uh, totally fascinated by the things that he has done by then itself by 2015 itself and uh, that the entire game is on a different level today uh, across his uh, companies uh, one of the one of the most uh, uh, helpful thing i think he did is that he has done a lot of interviews over the over the years like uh, if you see last 20 years he has done a lot of uh, interviews with different reporters uh, different podcast and uh, in different countries like us uh, china uh, europe and everywhere else so that uh, watching those interviews really uh, helps you 
understand his mindset and how he thinks and how he is able to uh, you know um, generate these extraordinary uh, results which uh, people usually doubt and say that this is not possible but then again it happens and then now i mean it's a common saying that don't bet against elon musk <laughs> so uh, that's like a brief of how i have been doing it and of course i mean all those things led to me uh, consuming a lot of content and at one point i figured out like i have consumed a lot of content i need if i want to continue doing this i should start creating content around this so that uh, so that i can learn better and uh, that's how we are here uh, i guess he's a, uh, he considers himself the chief marketing officer for all his group companies Uh, i i don't i don't think he has a proper marketing correct i remember 2 3 years back he uh, he didn't have a marketing person uh, he himself was you know using twitter as a vehicle to spread the news yeah so uh, he uh, had some sorry yeah yeah uh tesla had a pr team before this uh, like uh, for i i'm not sure i mean how long but i think for a brief period they had a pr team uh but uh, they have they do not spend any money on paid advertising uh, none of his companies do uh, the the philosophy there is that your product should be so good uh, that uh, people should gain uh, like your your product should like amaze people while they use it and then that that leads to they talking about it with with their friends and families and that word of mouth helps you sell more products so he has been successful in creating a very loyal community very yeah. Yeah, loyal it's one of a kind i mean we have not seen anything like this uh before uh the they you would not see these kind of uh people who are following one particular company so aggressively uh for not for any company it's not yeah i mean today the world is different we have access to information the social media platforms where communities can be created and everything uh, but even when uh, this was not very uh, at large scale uh, people have been like supporting him uh, like early 2010s and like um, throughout the journey of like tesla and spacex so i guess so when his uh, people came to know about his journey through his biography people have more respect for him that you know he is the epitome of an entrepreneur uh, he has tried so many different things all his life failed so many times yeah. and then came back and he was almost uh, bankrupt so so many times yeah but he has come back so that yeah. way he has uh, you know encouraged so many people yeah certainly certainly i mean uh, the money that he got uh, after uh, the sale of paypal in 2001 i think uh, i mean for most people it would be like enough to you know spend the rest of their life but uh, he invested everything he risked everything so that shows uh, the conviction character that he has people did not understand this back then now uh, a lot of people do uh, because like there is so much content and so many things get written about him both positive and negative but uh, you have to uh, scheme through the details and make up your own mind about like what you want to believe and what you don't uh, one of the like disheartening thing to see is that there are still people uh, in the mainstream media in us who do not believe uh, the things that he is doing and <laughs> uh, there are some analysts that go on these uh, financial news channels and they continue to bash tesla that tesla is like a vaporware company they do not uh, their electric electric cars are uh, not the future it is not possible ice cars will never be replaced and uh, yeah i mean uh, like a lot of lot of fud lot of fud so that is very disheartening to see but um, uh, it doesn't matter because he is changing the world every day and i mean not only he but the entire company tesla uh is changing the world they are leading the ev revolution and the president of united states even you know has not said their uh, name once and uh, president biden says uh, gm is leading the ev revolution so uh, politics is like fucked everywhere it's not just uh, india yeah and his uh, last three regimes have i read somewhere it is uh, they have released 8.1 billion dollar for space exploration uh, missions to spacex alone 
and okay. their whole space uh, missions are being done by one man <laughs> yeah and they are not acknowledging yeah so usa had no access to space on their own uh, rockets for humans um since i think after 2011 um uh, uh, because uh, the rocket that they had is uh, uh, called uh, uh, space shuttle uh, they they used to call it space shuttle uh, nasa rocket so that stopped flying in 2011 and since then okay. they used to rely on uh, russian rockets to send their astronauts to the international space station and back uh, of course it is costly and us and russia has this love hate relationship so that is the time when nasa decided to you know uh, give out these uh, uh, contracts for private players to develop uh, develop a spacecraft which would help them uh, regain this capability of sending humans to international space station and back and um, a lot of other companies uh, competed for it i think boeing uh, got uh, some funds from nasa for that and uh, spacex got uh, some funds from nasa um boeing has still not delivered uh, on their promise uh, which at the moment i mean boeing was the biggest company like they have been doing most of the rocket uh, engineering and uh, manufacturing for nasa but they have still not delivered their uh, spacecraft which is called starliner but spacex did and now since 2020 i think there has been already four or five human uh, space flights uh all wise basic so it's fascinating i mean if you go into the detail it's uh, totally fascinating starlink <laughs> uh, satellites i think he has a plan to send 12000 satellites in leo yeah. to uh, you know the send high speed bandwidth internet yeah. to the remotest part of the earth out of that 2 3000 he has already launched so yeah. it's far ahead of the curve actually yeah uh yeah there are so many projects uh like uh, <laughs> it would take a lot of time if you keep talking about it but yeah just to uh, talk a brief about starling so 12000 in the first phase and then uh, they have got the approval for total i think 40000 uh, in the long run because some of those satellites uh, will reach end of their life and then they will have to keep launching new satellites um so i think 40000 is the number for approval but yeah the constellation will have 12000 satellites in the first phase and uh, then they if they decide to you know expand it further then those other numbers would come in uh, i think more than 2000 uh, around 2100 satellites are already uh, in low earth orbit and uh, they are providing services in like more than 15 countries right now uh, of course i mean it takes time for them to you know cover the entire Uh, surface of earth uh, as they launch more and more satellites uh, that area coverage keeps increasing and uh, so much traffic uh, huh by the in next 5 years there will be so much traffic in the leo yeah <laughs> i guess one of the indian enterprises uh, is even uh, you know working on a space traffic management software or something correct i heard in an interview or something so okay. uh, <laughs> space okay. traffic management uh, that's a, a like interesting problem to solve uh, <laughs> we are not able to solve traffic problem on earth but yeah people are already thinking of solving it in uh, space um, yeah matlab uh, interesting things uh, speaking of which i guess this is a nice uh, nice segue for us to uh, you know talk about um, what is happening uh, in space industry in india uh, i think you have done uh, your own study of the industry so i believe you have a fair idea of like how the ecosystem looks what type of companies are there what type of products they are building and uh, yeah i mean we can always keep continue talking about elon but uh, yeah. <laughs> i think these other things uh, do not get talked uh, enough and uh, yeah so so one of the one of the things that we i really resonated with you is that uh, you uh, said that you have done the extensive uh, study of what is happening in space in india of course there are a lot of things happening in other uh, overall startup ecosystem in india uh, like we have been doing software startups for like many decades now and uh, very successfully uh, leading tech company ceos being indians i think is a testimony for that uh, fact but um, startups in the area of manufacturing uh, building manufacturing capabilities back to india or uh, working towards uh, like preparing ourselves for this next uh, 
uh, for this future of like, you know uh, being more and going more and more to space uh, if elon succeeds like being a space multiplanetary species so a lot of people will have to solve these problems and i think some of the startups have already taken that step of uh, that step in that direction so uh, like uh, give us a brief about uh, what how you see it uh, like what different companies are there what kind of products uh, what problems they are solving and uh, yeah last two years have been very exciting for indian private uh, companies uh, i guess the big reason is because the this very strong regulatory support now in india in 2020 a proper act was passed in the parliament which mm-hmm. uh, mandated and created a structure around the support system that indians various department of space uh, there was proper two separate companies that were formed which had simple single point of role to support the indian startups to uh, you know grow them support them and uh, in a way liberalization it, of space industry correct correct yeah and that was of important milestone last year because the uh, <clears throat> there is no doubt that india has the best talent and the funnel was very good and we had uh, you know there are some uh, very uh, smart business ideas already that are implemented in uh, last two years mm-hmm. so yeah last two years have been very important where antarix the commercial arm of uh, isro uh, have played a very important role there is a very strong bureaucrat that is now installed which will act as which is already acting as a bridge between the startups on one side isro department of space space on one side and uh, you know enabling this industry to prosper and give a right guidance and right demarcate i guess what isro is doing that <clears throat> for years together i guess since 1960s they were the pioneer in frugal economics and one of yeah. and still with a minimal gdp ratio of 0.1 or 0.06% to the india gdp Mm-hmm. with that budget allocation also you take up any report global report or asia pacific report you will find india always in the name whenever space tech is being mentioned yeah. india is always there in the top 4 top 5 mm-hmm. so isro is trying to move away from the uh, just like nasa it's mm-hmm. moving moving away from the you know commercial bit and concentrating only on the manned missions that which are very prestigious and the future mm. so in the next 7 years 10 years they are focusing on the manned missions i guess today only there was a important announcement or a hint from a bureaucrat that they are planning uh, uh, august 22 in the next luna mission and uh, some manned missions are also being planned so okay. that way uh, there are some Uh, isro and the other agencies are on the right track to support them and uh, of course uh, indian entrepreneurship spirit correct yeah lots of uh, good startups have uh, been there talk yeah. of the town yeah just before we uh, get to startups uh, i mean i just had this question uh, isro i mean you said uh, isro has been like known for frugal economics like right from the start uh, from 60s and they maintain that today as well so like what are the things that they did uh, so different that they are able to uh, you know maintain that is it like uh, they do all the engineering all the manufacturing in house uh, is that the reason or like i mean why do you think that is the case i mean how they are able to do it i would not be able to give the whole picture to you but what i understand the india supply chain is pretty uh, the space uh, contract supply chain is pretty respected you know whatever i hear okay. is pretty uh, mature and for right now the startups are coming into the picture but before that also the designing consultancy and uh, the whole ideation was done by isro mm-hmm. but the actual satellites in a very economical way in the best of the you know minimal mass that was still be made by, by the indian uh, contractors which were very, which are and which Uh, were very good at that time okay. i guess that combination was the uh, you know, factor which 
with which isro could do this actually okay okay so yeah. right now i uh, heard the uh, indian startups are also using this same supply chain with of course 3d rockets and uh, of course with their own uh, technology mm-hmm. to even be- make better and have a leaf rock okay and uh, uh, i think uh, this supply chain is helpful uh, for other uh, space agencies worldwide as well uh, because i was reading somewhere that uh, spacex also sources some components for their rockets uh, from india uh, i mean i did not got into get into the details of it like what exactly are those components or since when they are doing it but uh, like i mean that uh, proves your point of like that supply chain being uh, like i mean established supply chain in the space industry is the reason for isro to be like so frugal and uh, i think chetan i think uh, uh, isro frugal economics worked till one point but with mm. uh, spacex coming into the picture since last 5 6 years their mm. uh, uh, economics is at, at a different trajectory actually i yeah. guess uh, they are sending and charging nasa to send one nasa astronaut at 25 26 million dollars which is dirt cheap than what nasa used to send in their from their own budget now nasa is spacex per kilogram cost to send a satellite is very less hmm. than what isro right now charges i guess those factors the isro team would have uh, thought that we need to you know think big now to hmm. uh, we have all the bricks actually hmm. uh we have the uh, people we have the technology we have the design and engineering the bricks are already there i we just need to make a wall and for that i guess uh, the indian government and uh, the isro uh, have taken the steps since last two years to help the indian private sector mature yes yes yeah i mean uh, spacex is uh yeah today i think it has become challenging uh, today i think that uh, that has been flipped like the cost to send 1 uh, kilogram of uh, like a uh, mass to orbit is less for spacex than it was for isro uh, like given their reusable rockets that reduces their cost uh, significantly um yeah i mean i i see this is a very positive move for indian uh, space ecosystem uh, in a way uh, i think isro would start commissioning uh, bigger projects uh, as well to private players uh, down the line uh, like lunar some lunar missions or probably some mars missions as well uh, down the line or uh, getting important components uh, manufactured for like human space flight uh, in the future uh, but this happened in 2020 but we have some space startups that are in existence even before 2020 so if you want to like talk about like what different startups are there as of now not only startups but like private space companies yeah how they are like enabling this ecosystem to grow more actually there is not one week that i have not amazed that what these guys are doing with a limited scope uh, that i have you know linkedin or the newspapers or the various interviews that these guys do i have been following these guys for some time now mm-hmm. and it amazes me the indian entrepreneurs and the you know innovation that they are bringing Uh, and the awards that they are getting, actually, the awards in the sense, so the orders that they are LOIs that are they are getting and they are sharing on the social media from Germany, Singapore, Japan is very admirable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I break down this uh, global or Indian space industry into you know three chunks: the upstream. Um, downstream and the other services that these guys do mm-hmm. with a limited knowledge i'm not a, a you know a, a industry specialist but whatever i have followed these guys i guess the upstream is the most glamorous of course the launch vehicles the propulsion system and mm-hmm. uh, the satellite making and all mm-hmm. uh, the downstream is of course the ground stations the uh, you know satellite making you know nano satellites or uh, those things mm-hmm. and the other services are Uh, the downstream also has the uh, earth imagery which is mm. a very uh, big segment in india at least mm. the down the other other uh, services which for which india is always known for is the design consultancy software and uh, the other things in okay. the uh, downstream one of the uh, very important segment 
which right now can be classified either in upstream or downstream as of now it's not very clear is the space debris uh, which okay. is a very big problem to solve so <clears throat> the within this three chunks there are various companies uh, some are very uh, you know uh, good this uh, very have a very good name uh, like agnicool hmm. and uh, skyroot bellatrix dru space these guys um, have scheduled uh, launches this year which was okay. december 2021 but has been postponed so these guys would have launches this year which would be you know a very big milestone for the indian space industries and will be uh, you know recognized and the indians can be proud that this has you know happened this event has happened i guess by this year there are some launches scheduled okay then there are some these will be the first use. sorry to uh, cut you i mean this will be like first private company launching their own rocket from yeah, india correct correct okay yeah so this is uh, this launch vehicles the other is um, the earth very practical use cases in the imagery business satellite imagery which i see the you know the traditional businesses and the you know uh, technology companies and the, even now banks banks and fintechs and financial services want their own nano satellites or they want to use the data analytics from these uh, you know imagery companies where they want uh, high resolution 50x uh, mm. resolution very high resolution images uh, focused for them to take their business decisions and scale up uh, businesses so that is a very exciting time and high margin games for these guys yeah i mean i i'm i fail to imagine how i mean what different uh, like how they can optimize their own business using this uh, but i i assume like it's a big deal that's why people are spending uh, money in it yeah so um i read somewhere that um, now banks are taking services from these guys to audit or do the due diligence of the customer whether the crop rotation is how it is happening the scope okay. is there or not or how they you know rotate their agriculture so that we not only that but for oil and gas how much is the prospect mm. um uh, pollution water pollution or uh, minerals or something correct mm. so lots of scope is there practical use cases uh, which is coming out from this okay okay uh yeah so you said that basically uh two things or three things you said upstream is like whatever goes into the space uh it can be launch vehicles uh and all the engineering needed for uh making that propulsion systems uh fuel tanks uh avionics and uh satellites themselves uh so that is one segment and the second is uh, uh downstream is like uh, uh enabling uh, ground stations and then um, receivers and then designing and consulting for specific use cases of satellites and uh, doing software for them so these are two uh, i'm seeing lots of investment coming in india there are some you know designated funds that are being created for investment in india uh, i i am i will not be surprised that in the next 5 years or one decade india will be a space manufacturing hub uh, there's lots of potential also and we just need you know that uh yeah i mean it would certainly be very exciting to see that indian private rocket uh, gets launched uh, i mean irrespective of uh, its uh, success or failure i mean so to say uh but just that that these attempts are happening uh, and people are working towards it uh, i think is good enough for us to you know pay enough attention and uh, you know increase awareness about it and potentially uh, inspire people to get involved in these fields uh, everybody wants to be uh, you know do a software business these days because it's not uh, capital intensive it doesn't require you to manufacture anything uh, so i think a focus a bit of focus on these uh, hardcore engineering problems is also uh, necessary yes um, as per morgan stanley report this industry right now is around 360 billion dollars 
Okay. That was with PwC also. The same figure was with PwC, and uh, globally by 2035, this figure will reach. They are saying to 10 trillion dollars also. The total economy, uh, upstream, downstream, consultancy, and of course, you know, space exploration. Yeah. Uh, be surprised that in 15 years, uh, Cox and Kings will be selling a space station. to you know a moon or something <laughs> yeah possible totally possible you are also uh, uh, i mean as i know it uh, you are also uh, involved uh, as an investor in one of these startups i mean i know you don't want to take any names but uh, so y- you are also an investor in one of these uh, startups so uh, uh, so you have this inside view of like Uh, what exactly is happening what kind of technologies are being built so for people i mean for general people who would uh, you know want to give it a try or i mean a lot of people are inspired by space uh, and like the idea of going out there and reaching for the stars but they uh, like do not uh, uh, know exactly what needs to be done or what kind of skills are required so how do you see it i mean for somebody who is like interested and want to you know make a career in this particular space so uh, what kind of education they would be doing or what kind of skill set they should gain uh, so that they get an opportunity to work on one of these problems so india colleges have pretty uh, you know uh, you know good courses and degrees that is of course one of the avenues uh, there are very bright uh, bright engineers and uh, you know aeronautical uh, you know managers that are joining and this uh, you know uh, these indian startups itself are always you know sharing different requirements on linkedin if you you know follow them mm-hmm. so uh, yeah this is a good space to be in and uh, okay. the demand will always rise Uh, since the tam itself is increasing and uh, the way of doing business just like it was 5g or 6g earlier right now every corporate will have want exclusivity in the next uh, few years to have their own satellite and not be dependent on other i guess uh, in few years you will be start hearing more satellite as a service kind of uh, business line so there's lots of scope okay okay uh yeah i mean it's like uh, very interesting to learn about uh, these things and know about these things uh, to say the least uh, i will personally keep uh, uh, understanding more uh, i i also want to you know have these kind of conversations with people from inside the industry who are actually building products and i hope to learn from them uh, as well and uh, yeah i mean that was a very good overview of like what it looks like and uh, how one can like at least uh, start with uh exploring this particular uh, industry uh as i know you uh, jayesh uh, i know that you are uh, also uh, learning about uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies uh we have been a part of one uh, particular course um, so uh i let us talk a bit about how you uh, i mean why, what was your reason to get involved into bitcoin and blockchain ecosystem uh as you said uh, at the start of the interview like you your career has been mostly in financial services uh, over the 18 years so uh, let us start with like a basic question i mean when did you when and how did you discover uh, bitcoin uh i would not lie i would say february 2020 only okay block bitcoin but before that i had caught up to this blockchain already in late 2019 by following some very good uh, influencers in india and uh, outside india hmm. and blockchain caught my eye as against 90% 95% of the people globally who came to know about blockchain because of bitcoin so thanks to bitcoin for that <laughs> yeah. so uh, blockchain uh, when i understood that i was not i am not a technical guy i am not a techie but what i understood following these uh, influencers i um, i realized that is this possible correct um, uh, and that astonished me but i didn't go deep uh, but in 2020 i saw uh, you know lot of activity and then 2021 of course uh, everyone uh, caught up to it mm-hmm. uh, 
so when i came to know and went a little deep what potential blockchain has whether it is supply chain or banking or uh, you know the ease of living or ease of doing business mm-hmm. that hooked on to me and uh, this opportunity came from iim calcutta uh, they were offering a fintech and blockchain course and i thought uh, you know let's take a badge also and learn from the best in the industry and i uh, you know had a seven months course uh, with them okay the professors and my peers learning with them and going back to school and you know that is very tough after so many years that and you know and exciting submission yeah and exciting and learning from uh, the best in the business uh, the peers were all working professionals uh, with their own uh, skill set in technology fintech and uh, treasury okay so learned a lot from them and uh, used the concepts uh, that the professors were teaching which were all very practical and uh, the very deep insights that the peers were bringing that was a good eye opener which enriched my uh, uh, you know vision how much is possible we what we learn and what we uh, read is nothing compared to what we see and you know in the, during these discussions so that was a good experience and <clears throat> after that uh, you know uh, i am degree i did not wanted to surrender those additional hours that i had extracted in the evenings Uh, mm. which i again as we were the few lucky ones to be selected for that uh, rohas nagpal course so that practical journey uh, you know continued uh, in late 2021 mm-hmm. now uh, you know so it's a pretty exciting topic and uh, i always believe what sap did in the early 2010s mm-hmm. a blockchain will do for this decade yeah um you completely revolutionize how we live and how we do business yeah certainly um so i, I mean i understand that you uh, explored this uh, 2020 uh, i mean uh, of course you heard about block uh, other cryptocurrencies before 2020 but you started getting into it on your own in 2020 and then uh, Uh, you did this course and you did another course and you are learning uh, as much as possible um, but are you also investing into these cryptocurrencies are you actually like uh, transacting on uh, different blockchains uh, i mean how is how has your experience been i've done but on a very small scale uh, just to you know have the total experience and for experience sake but now i'm not that big a investor in that i want to okay. uh, i wanted to explore what is happening the various interactions the layer 1 layer 2 are having or the binance how they are com- communicating with the indian exchanges and all so that cycle i have tried up plus yield farming and all those tried but i'm not a i'm a passive investor so, yeah yeah i mean uh, i guess i mean passive is the best way to uh, approach crypto i mean uh, yeah a lot of people talk about uh, price movement and uh, try trying to make a big uh, quick buck here and there um, but that can only take you so far uh, of course i mean some people has made huge money doing that as well but um, i think once you put your hard and money into it then uh, it sort of compels you to you know learn more about it and uh, uh, dedicate more time towards it um and uh, other thing i think is um, actually doing some transactions on chain doing probably sending some bitcoins from your account to somebody else's account uh, on chain uh, i think really helps uh, in the sense that you get an idea of how exactly a blockchain transaction happens how much time it takes uh, uh, how to use a wallet how to secure that wallet how your keys can be uh, used Uh, and same is true for like uh, these smart car- contract platforms like ethereum and uh, others uh, where you have to approve every transaction and then if you try out different protocols then you get to know like what what these new generation of products would look like i mean we can only read so much about it but if you actually do some transactions that that gives you an yeah. idea of 
like yeah so this is the problem they are trying to solve and this is how they are approaching it which is like totally different than what we see today like even the uh, leading fintech startups are like very different than uh, leading crypto projects so is biggest use case uh, um, uh, i have written many articles for blockchain one of them is for satoshi nakamoto what he was thinking when i you know learned about this he was a aggregator actually that mm-hmm. he didn't have his own crypto uh, you know innovations but mm-hmm. he was a good economist um, he had a good knowledge of the monetary system and he fused that with his this cryptography to make a currency which was an economy self running economy in itself that is very admirable yeah no middleman and no nothing uh, i guess bitcoin people take it took it to you know uh, ethereum with a smart contract then they graduated to which uh, defi Mm-hmm. and with defi so many possibilities have opened you can be your own personal banker correct you don't need anybody you can do all the transactions which in traditional finance or traditional businesses whatever you are doing can be done on defi there is no middleman uh, they even have now a decentralized youtube decentralized you know uh, file storage yeah uh, lending you know everything so that is a revolution revolution actually yes yes uh you say very rightly like satoshi being an aggregator uh, like he uh, really uh, worked on the work done by uh, all these uh, uh, cyberpunks or like cryptography expert computer scientist in the past in the past 2 3 decades before 2008 and then he like uh, sort of accumulated learnings from here and there and then he uh, created bitcoin um yeah that is very uh, true and um, on on the defi front uh, on ethereum uh, you have like uh, all leading banking uh, products are available on like blockchain of course i mean they are not uh, as user friendly as your other uh applications are uh they are like there is a learning curve if you want to use them and then again some of them are not uh, very cost effective it cost you a lot of money to do transactions uh, on some chains uh, of course there are alternatives for that as well but uh, yeah you have everything you have uh, decentralized exchanges which are not controlled by anyone you have lending you have borrowing uh, you have derivatives trading and uh, you have like different yield aggregators which maximize your return on portfolio and everything is happening on chain it is not being managed manually and no single entity controls it so uh, if you understand this then it's like very fascinating and then you uh, really see the potential and where the future is going um, on that point i i am seeing uh, this is my take that um this just a redistribution of wealth that is happening because the whales are here also so uh, uh, you know it remains to be seen in the long term how decentralized or how yeah, this equity will be there yeah. of course financial inclusion will be there because uh, at any point of time there will be some layer or some uh, ecosystem which will be supporting the masses so that financial inclusion is a very big uh, the 1.7 billion unbanked people uh, who nobody wants to touch will be able to participate in this uh, you know decentralized finance yeah so that is the promise of blockchain like everybody should have access to banking and uh, they should uh, i mean they should decide what happens with their money not any third party uh, i think we will get there but yeah like it will take time uh, even though to reach to that 1.7 billion unbanked population you need to first go through the rest of the banked population and like they are not there yet like we are like few yeah. percentage single digit percentage people only using it and of course that is because of the challenges that the technology has as well i mean it gets solved uh, by iterations and uh, but yeah that is a hope uh, that everybody will have uh, access to banking uh they control their own money and uh, will not be dependent on any third party and in a way i will like, we can hope that it will be fair for everybody um 
yes there are different debates about decentralization of different platforms and uh, whales controlling uh, majority of the supply in some cases uh, but i think this is uh, something that you cannot make your mind about it yet uh, that is something that you will have to wait and how see how it evolves in the future how oh, you are feeling about the other side of uh, you know nfts and web3 how you are seeing this is panning out uh yeah so defi suddenly i think is uh, more valuable uh, than nft uh, utility wise uh, because you can go and uh, like borrow money uh, from somebody uh, like which is uh, possible uh, which is like difficult in uh, real world or traditional finance uh, but uh, it is fairly easy in uh, blockchain world so i think that has more utility uh, than nfts uh, as of today otherwise uh, i mean i believe in the uh, uh, the narratives that we have like these are non fungible tokens one of one uh, if you own the token like you uh, like have that unique uh, piece of art uh, with you and you own it and uh, some of them give you access to commercialize it also so potentially you can uh, you know uh, monetize uh, by owning that particular nft uh, in the future but some of them don't and uh, uh and most of it is being driven by <clears throat> most of it is being driven by you uh buying it uh with the hope that somebody else will buy it from you in the future at a higher cost so uh, applies to stock exchange also yeah i mean of course i mean that is life uh, it's uh, it's like that everywhere um people people have entered stock exchanges at uh, 10000 also now also it's 17000 people are investing with the hope that future will be better yes yeah yes but i mean uh, the my my own, uh, i mean the reason i say that is because i see uh, less utility for nft than uh, like as compared to like defi now yeah. uh, the entire narrative of web3 and metaverse i i mean i uh, get it up to an extent i would say i mean i don't get it entirely but uh, like yeah nfts can play a big role into this virtual uh, reality world um, where you have access to different uh, uh, places uh, different communities uh, different events uh, only if you have hold that particular nft uh, so that i think uh, can be like utility big utility in the future and like that is what being said right now also and not only in the metaverse in uh, this big uh, leading nft communities like board ap or club they have like physical meetups as well and other communities also do that so yeah that is certainly access to community is certainly a utility that it has today mm-hmm. and uh, i read the uh, um snoop dog has bought a house in um, you know decentral land or sandbox sandbox and and people are vying to buy the uh, be his neighbor and spend some 400 450k usd to be his neighbor on a virtual land yeah so, so that's kind <laughs> of crazy crazy <laughs> yeah so yeah it's crazy i mean if you look at the numbers uh, it's crazy uh, i think recently justin bieber bought uh, like one uh, board ape for more than a million dollars and uh, wow. so yeah i mean these these things are happening uh, that's why it's so fascinating and that's why you would as a investor you would want to get your hands on some of these pieces which would uh, you know uh, has potential to eventually uh, make it big and uh, yeah so i mean i don't want to say that nfts do not have utility i am not of that uh, thought but uh, like you need to critically evaluate what has utility and what does not uh, as with uh, the ico bubble that happened in 2017 the same would happen with nfts as well uh, majority of them will not exist uh, like in couple of years uh, same yeah. same will be true for like uh, different all these different defi projects and probably and other cryptos also yeah some other l1s also that we see these days like there are number of l1s in top 50 so i mean i am not sure if uh, i mean i am sure that only a few of them will survive and uh, most will right. not so that's why i mean you have to be a bit critical and uh, see like if it really makes sense or not and again at the end of the day it's a risk it's a bet that you are taking that yeah this will survive 
some of it will some of it will not do your own due diligence and <laughs> yeah that's the thing i mean do your own research but uh, <laughs> people don't uh, <laughs> people who start to grasp the potential of it i think they do their research but uh, if you tell it to general person who just wants to know uh, names of few coins from you ki tu bata de mujhe kahan invest karna hai and so that doesn't really help i mean uh, until and unless you get your hands dirty uh, yeah i mean you can be lucky and make money but yeah mm-hmm. i mean agar waisa hota hai to sahi hai but uh, who knows but uh, i'm not sure chetan uh, the young you know the young uh, millennial z Mm-hmm. they millennials they are and the gen z they are they in their knowledge about crypto is very deep actually yeah we cannot discount the research and the r and d that they are doing in their own discord channels or in their own uh, you know uh, groups True. they have some deep uh, information uh, we also do not know i am sure uh, the uh, what happens with channels as you rightly said Uh, you know investing through binance has lots of gas fees so they find a way yeah you know that's admirable actually yeah so for uh, i mean this is this has been my observation as well uh, the gen z generation uh, these people are like very fast with computers i think that is the reason for them to you know uh, deep dive into these topics uh, because like they have grown up with mobile phones and internet uh so i think they are very fast with computers uh, and doing things and if somebody like gets interested in one particular thing that they just get into it and that's why we see a lot of these uh protocols or crypto projects being built by very young people like uh we have instadap instadap so youngst yeah instadap is i think those guys are like 20 and 21 when they started now they i think like amdabad based yeah yeah and then we have this uh, person from goa i i'm forgetting the name of that person gajesh or ganesh uh, i mean i'm not sure so he is like 13 year old he built a defi uh, product on polygon and mm-hmm. <laughs> not just with india i mean otherwise also uh, very young people are like uh, building these products and it's like uh, very exciting to see uh people who like millennials i think uh, struggle a bit uh, for doing their own research and of course i mean generation prior to millennials struggles more uh, but um, there is no other way until and unless you get your hands dirty and try to learn for yourself uh, you will not uh, grasp it you cannot be dependent on somebody before, else's advice the generation before that is uh, dependent on a middleman correct i need a customer service number to invest or deposit money in you in crypto there is no customer service money gone is gone yeah yeah totally so they need a interface between themselves and <laughs> third party uh but yeah the direction uh, in which the world is moving i mean uh, i guess that will not help much uh, you have to take control of your own things and uh, make your own decisions be it right be it wrong make sure that your funds are secured the responsibility of security is also on you if you lose the key right. you lose your funds and and people are not comfortable with it that's why they prefer to you know keep their funds on exchanges and um, that's actually a big business model for banks as well for traditional banks to you know offer these custodial services uh, for their clients so yeah it's uh, i mean very exciting to see all these things uh, take place Three years, five years will be very exciting. How this pans out, actually. Yeah, uh, Jayesh, I think uh, that is more or less what I wanted to talk about. But like, if you have anything in mind, please go ahead. Nothing. It's uh, just uh, thanks for having me over, and uh, you know, good to chat up again after a long time with you. So, uh, good, good chat with you. Thanks. yeah likewise here as well okay so the last thing like uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you uh, what is the best way to do that uh, what do you recommend um i am on linkedin pretty active uh, and okay. uh, uh, jayesh khatri uh, you know okay it's pretty accessible yeah 
okay linkedin uh, is the place uh, okay yeah. uh, i will uh, like put your links uh, in the description video description podcast uh, description below and uh, people can reach out to you uh, sure. thank you once again for uh, spending your time with me and uh, i hope um, um, we get a chance to do this again uh, i certainly uh, like learned a lot from the conversation and i look forward to doing this again uh, sometime in the future a pleasure is all mine always good to talk to you all right thank you sure thank you have a good evening Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I hope you gained some value out of that conversation. Uh, if you did, make sure you like the video. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you have any suggestions for uh, any future guests that you would want to see, uh, or if you want me to cover any particular topic, please mention that in the comments below, and I would be happy to do it. Thank you so much once again, and I will see you in the next episode.